Welcome, this is the Effective Challenge Podcast, where you'll find ideas, thoughts and observations about how to improve your version of the Effective Challenge. If you've got any thoughts, observations, ideas, uh, really like to hear your feedback, drop me a line at damien at effectivechallenge.com. And now, here is the latest episode. Welcome, episode 22 of the Effective Challenge Podcast. My name's Damien. Uh, I hope all is well with you. Uh, this is the first uh, proper episode of, of 2020. Uh, the, the, the last uh, episode, episode 21, was was uh, listing out a bit of housekeeping around the podcast and uh, plans for the new year. Um, so if you're kind of interested in what's coming up, uh, and some some changes I'm going to be making to the podcast. Uh, please check out that episode. Um, this episode, uh, mind weeding, uh, was was kind of um, I guess it. This started uh, with some thoughts I was having uh, out in the garden. I've been spending a few hours out in the garden over the last few weeks. Uh, spent kind of just tidying the garden and, and generally getting ready for for spring. Now it's I'm recording this in January. To be honest, there's not a whole stack of stuff growing. I think a few snowdrops have started to appear, which is which is always, as far as I'm concerned, a, a great sign because it means spring not that far away. Um, that said, that there's accompanying with the snowdrops, there's still plenty of weeds, uh, and weeds tend to just crop up wherever there's a, a space uh, and the conditions are right. Uh, and you know if we want things to grow in the garden as we ideally like we we need to pull some of those weeds out and if we do that then hopefully the the things we want will will flourish and 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 kind of bloom uh the thinking that or the thoughts that started to pop into my head when i was was doing this was um of course it's not just the garden that we might need to think about weeding uh, this was connected to a number of conversations I've had when coaching with people who've been, you know, they've been working through uh, a whole series of repetitive thoughts that that they keep having, which don't really serve them. They they kind of uh, they kind of get in their way, and thoughts thoughts just like weeds, they'll they'll kind of take root in our minds. Sometimes that's a good thing. Uh, but very often it's it's not, and why is that important? I guess is a question uh, is worth posing. And and for me, the reason why I think that's so important is because so much of our thinking drives our emotion, and uh, very often our emotion tends to drive our behaviour. And those three things, our thinking, uh, emotion, and behaviour, they tend to to play off of each other. So if we've got you know some perhaps some thinking that's not particularly helpful. Uh, we can you know generate some emotions and it's really easy to to 
well certainly I get caught out by this probably most days to get caught out by some of our thinking uh, about a particular issue a particular person uh, situation uh, and you know uh, and that those whichever circumstance it is becoming quite distorted just by our own just by our own thoughts now I guess if you well, it depends which study you want to read I mean there's there's plenty out there um, yeah most tend to range the number of thoughts we have per day around about 60,000 to 80,000 I'm never entirely sure about those sort of studies are they arrive or the validity of, of those sort of figures but you know what I'm definitely prepared to uh, acknowledge and accept that it's it's a pretty staggeringly big number and and also that you know for many people many of the thoughts that they are having um that th they don't really want or or certainly they, they don't particularly serve them um yeah this this is a complicated subject and and one that goes beyond uh, a short ish podcast um but there are some things certainly in my experience for myself and working with other people that we we might want to consider uh, and raise our awareness of that could perhaps help us uh, and yeah um like i say this is this is important stuff and you know the thoughts and feelings are kind of two sides of the same coin so so having uh, an awareness and an approach to to work with that uh, sounds pretty advantageous to to me um so i guess one of the first things to observe is that we we do have a choice about whether to engage with a particular thought uh now that's easier said than done uh certainly for for many people that's that's in some ways quite a tough thing to to it knowledge and accept but but certainly that's 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 my position that we, we do have a choice and we we have the ability to observe some of those thoughts and uh, without fully engaging with them so what kind of questions can we ask ourselves and if we practice this uh, uh, frequently and get into the habit of beginning to ask these questions it, it can it can help them become a bit more uh, natural and and perhaps weed out some of the things that that really aren't serving us so the first question that you know i would uh, encourage people to consider is a very basic one actually very simple but yet very powerful uh, question which is do i want this thought uh, i say simple uh, that you know simple in its uh, <laughs> in the actual question but the ability to ask ourselves that probably in many cases when we most need it uh, is pretty challenging uh, chances are for the majority of people for the majority of time uh, the answer to that question will be not really or, or a really tangible no um, and you know those are very often thoughts that we generate perhaps when we're we're kind of feeling quite emotional a bit irrational in our thinking um, perhaps when things are not going quite according to plan or someone's irritated us and you know it it can get ourselves into into quite a spiral uh, which it which isn't helpful um, so if you're in that situation and you decide well actually I don't want this thought what can you do well 
there are various techniques and uh, approaches that people can consider. Um, one that I encourage people to experiment with is just to become a little bit more present with what's actually going on in the moment because because those thoughts very often if not always uh, uh, are in one of two places they're either in the past or thinking about something in the future so if we can get our minds to focus on the present we can kind of interrupt that thinking that thinking pattern so how do we go about getting ourselves in the present? Um, well, there's a couple of routes that I would suggest uh, just to start with. One is to to really focus on our breathing. Uh, and this isn't sitting down cross-legged in some sort of meditative state. Just to focus consciously on our breathing will shift our thinking because we we can't do those two things at once another one that that's always available to us is just to i say just uh to listen to the sounds that are around us uh, really focus in and it's amazing what what our brains are just filtering out in terms of sounds uh because it's just not relevant but if we really tune ourselves in and get our conscious mind really focused on sound it's amazing what we might pick up and as a result of doing that, we'll draw ourselves into into the present and, and interrupt that thinking. Okay, so for some people, um, they have a thought and they might not be sure about whether they want it or not. So the answer to question, the first question might be not sure. So a follow-up question might be, well, is it serving me or hindering me? Now, there, there are a number of ways we can look at this, uh, whether it's serving or hindering. So some thoughts we might not like, but actually um, they're driving some feelings and there might just be some information in those feelings that is super, super useful. So we might not like it, but it's actually serving us. So, for example, we might have thoughts and we might have a little bit of anxious thinking about a particular task that we might face uh, uh, face to to come up uh, at some point in the future and, and maybe the thinking and the feelings that we've got is really just a signal to say actually you probably need to do a little bit more preparation and so that that could be useful where where it, it can be hindering is when we start to overly think about and become anxious about things we really have uh, little to no control uh, so an example of that might be you know, whether someone likes us or not. Uh, it's very common uh, for, for many people to have thoughts around that. But actually our ability to control that, um, yeah, we're not going to do that with our thinking. Uh, so worth just being able to distinguish between those two things. You know, is, it, is this thought serving or hindering me? Okay, so the third area... Um, might be, well, what am I going to do as a result of this thought? So that thing about does this person like me or not? So very much outside your control. So you will have, you know, I, I call it like putting yourself in a driving seat. You've got kind of three choices to any situation or any thinking, really. But in that particular one around, does this person like me? 
can ask ourselves or present ourselves with some choices. And the first of those is what you know, what can I do to change the situation through some kind of positive action? So that's shifting from just thinking about something to th to thinking with an intent and then actually doing something as a result. Um, I'm sure there won't be many people listening to this that have many, many thoughts that just whiz around their head and don't have any actual you know, productive thing at, at, at the end of end of it. Uh, so this is a kind of one option of, so what can I do to change the situation that I'm facing? Uh, so when I said put yourself in the driving seat, I've got a kind of mnemonic I use for this, which which uh, is three letters and it spells the word car. So um, the first of those is C and that's, you know, what can I do to change the situation? The second, the A in car, is uh, what might I do to accept this situation and genuinely move on. Now this is very often the case where people perhaps have had uh, arguments, uh, uh, where people perhaps have been let down by somebody else. And if you know, you're not going to do anything to change that situation, we genuinely need to accept it. Otherwise it's just going to gnaw away at us and um, just not be particularly helpful. The third and the R in car, third area, is just to ask yourself, well, if I'm not going to do anything to change it and I really don't want to accept it, well, what can I do to remove myself from that situation? So, you know, that might be, you know, perhaps uh, a relationship that's not working so well if you're, if you're not going to change that and you're not willing to accept then perhaps you kind of need to move away from the relationship and end the relationship and I'm not talking about you know lifelong partners here it could be all sorts of all sorts of relationships I think commuting is another one that that fits this area so you know lots of people have quite negative thoughts about commuting get very frustrated by it uh, and that's not to say that it's not irritating from time to time but if you're not going to change the situation, you know, perhaps uh, come up with a different way to commute, perhaps get a different job, uh, perhaps a bit closer to home, perhaps alter your hours. Um, and if you're not prepared to accept the situation you find yourself in around, you know, if you need to commute at peak times and trains or roads are, are pretty busy, then perhaps you need to remove yourself. Perhaps you need to get a different job that doesn't involve a commute. Um so there's kind of three answers or three things to consider if you're asking yourself the question, what will I do as a result of this thought? Right, so caveat here, you know, I get this in many cases can be super challenging, particularly if we've you know, we're we're dealing with and being impacted by some quite traumatic things that have perhaps happened in our past. Uh but have a have an explore with some of this stuff. I'm confident that you know if you put some effort into it and get you know consistently uh, practiced at asking these uh, questions, maybe you'll start to to weed out the things that really aren't that helpful. And and as we do that, you know, without being 
too cliche about this perhaps we get to grow and bloom as individuals just like our gardens do when there's uh, nourishing soil that's not being uh, taken by overgrown weeds okay so uh, uh, I'm going to wrap up there as always I'm interested in uh, any questions you have as a result of this part, this cast uh, also equally happy uh, and welcome any feedback so usually email address for all of that which is damien at effectivechallenge.com that's damien d-a-m-i-a-n at effectivechallenge.com and I'm I'm really would like to grow the impact of the podcast in 2020 and I'd love your help with that so so if you think other people might benefit from the content of the effective challenge podcast I'd be super grateful if you could pass the and recommend the podcast to them uh, equally if you're so inclined it would be great if you could go to your podcast provider of choice and leave a review particularly those five star ones uh, kind of love getting those Okay, so I'm going to wrap up there. Uh, I hope this has been of some use. Uh, It's a tricky subject uh, by any stretch of the imagination. If you have any questions or feedback, uh, please, you know, just a reminder, fire across uh, an email to damien at effectivechallenge.com. That's damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, effectivechallenge.com. Until the next time, keep working at your version of the Effective Challenge and... I wish you well. Take care.